Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Kara Tabor. Happy Friday. Both Biden and Trump are trying to put Trump at center stage right before the midterms. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. There was a lot going on in President Joe Biden's 24-minute primetime speech at Philadelphia's Independence Hall Thursday night. If you felt some whiplash listening to Biden, you're not alone. We're in the midst of a confusing and turbulent political period 10 weeks before the midterms, and it seemed to us that Biden was attempting to weave together and make sense of a lot of contradictory political currents. At its core, the speech was about an issue as grave as any that a president might address, what Biden described as an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. The speech was studded with similar language, such as, as I stand here tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. And there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. Biden quoted conservative jurist J. Michael Ludick, who the president said, has called Trump and the extreme MAGA Republicans a clear and present danger to our democracy. He said, blind loyalty to a single leader and a willingness to engage in political violence is fatal to democracy. Biden was as blunt as he possibly could be, stating, MAGA Republicans are destroying American democracy. When was the last time a president felt obligated to issue such dire warnings? These were not just broad, evidence-free allegations. He came with receipts. Trump and his allies' refusal to accept the results of the 2020 election, the effort to install election deniers to key positions across America, the celebration of the violence on January 6th, the threats to election workers, FBI agents, and other bureaucratic targets, the widespread adoption and fanning of ludicrous conspiracy theories. These are all undeniable features of a segment of the modern GOP, what Biden has labeled MAGA Republicans. That was the threat to democracy part of the speech. But there were a few more threads woven together that made the overall address a lot more complicated. First, there was a more traditional attack on Republican policies. Biden said, MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders, and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. The first sentence is about the judicial philosophy of the conservative legal movement that long predates Trump. The second sentence is at the heart of concerns about democratic backsliding. The White House has been previewing this theme for a while now, tying long-standing conservative policies to the new anti-democratic impulses coursing through the Trump movement. Then there was the speech within the speech about how things aren't actually so bad. Biden managed to slide in a defense of his record, stating, the largest economic recovery package since Franklin Delano Roosevelt, the biggest infrastructure investment since President Dwight D. Eisenhower, the most significant gun safety law since President Clinton, the most significant health care reform since President Obama signed the Affordable Care Act, the most important climate initiative ever. He went on to note the progress made on COVID, the economy, schools that are now open, victims of burn pits who are now being compensated, reduced poverty, and increased domestic manufacturing. Many of those achievements, infrastructure, the gun law, the burn pit bill, and legislation to boost manufacturing, were the result of big bipartisan votes in what has been a historically productive Congress. In other words, democracy flourishing, at least in terms of legislative output, 
alongside the same storm of threats he described elsewhere. Finally, the speech had a very specific near-term political purpose, to put Trump, who is more unpopular than the still underwater Biden, at the center of the midterms to nationalize the election as a choice between Bidenism and MAGA. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 9 a.m., the president will receive the president's daily brief. At 11 a.m., Biden will talk about American Rescue Plan investments to help boost regional economic strategies, with Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo attending. At noon, Biden will have lunch with Vice President Kamala Harris. And at 3 p.m., the Bidens will leave the White House for Camp David. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre will brief at 11.45 a.m. The VP will also meet with Nigerian VP Yemi Oshimbayo at 2.10 p.m. The Senate and the House are still out. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Playbook's editor is Mike DeBonis, and our executive producer and head of audio is Jenny Ahmed. My esteemed colleague, Raghu Manavalan, will return to the host chair next Wednesday. I'm Kara Tabor. Have a great Labor Day weekend. There is no law against wearing white and drinking a pumpkin spice latte at the same time. We'll see you first thing Tuesday morning.